two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rock Hatima. I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, he, they, and I am joined today by the player to my right. <gasps> she, they. Oh, gosh. I play Jasu. Amazing. Nice to meet you. I very clearly did this. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you can physically see me, given that we're in person, <laughs> and the way that I'm doing this. My pronunciation is I, um only abysmal. D20s, only D20s in your hand. Three D20s in your hand, rubbed together. That is my name. Oh, uh, similar hello. Sound. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having nice me. Nice to have you here today. <laughs> thank you so much. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and the player directly in front of me. Hey y'all, it's your girl, tighten your belt, they, them. Played by Joshua David Robinson, they, he. <laughs> <laughs> and the player to my left. Oh, hello, Kylie Brinkman playing Josephina Wick, AKA Joe, and we both use she, her pronouns. Well, hello. We are in person today. In person. In person. It is a joy. Yeah. We haven't been in person. Everyone touch hands. Everyone touch hands. Everyone touch hands. Can you feel it through the microphones? Wow, you Our have hands such My hands are hot, sorry. You are a climber. <laughs> yeah, let's touch each other. I just want to see everyone's, how everyone's fingers. Yes, no, yeah. we're all we're You all have so small. Your hands are so small. Your hands and my hands are very similar. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yours are more thin. I feel like you have very air hands. Oh. Interesting. Go like this. Wow, your hands are so the same size? No, I, my hands are bigger. No, my hands are bigger. My no, hands are longer. My hands are clearly bigger. Look, 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 look. No, but you're not lining your fingers up. Like, let's line up our webs. My palm is wider. My hand is genuinely bigger. But I just feel like my hands look longer than yours. Yeah, that's because your hands are so thin and narrow and my hands are big and wide. I don't, I would not describe your hands as big and wide compared to yours. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, they're monster hands compared to mine. My hands are truly. When I was younger, my dad, my dad is a ginormous dude, mm. um, uh, like six two or six three. Mm. I don't know. Like he's like his arms are way longer than mm. than like his like uh, what is that called? The arm Plus span, wingspan. His wingspan is uh-huh. so much longer than he is tall, and yet yeah. he's six one. And so he would put out mm. his arms, and you would like all four kids would just hang off them, and he would just walk around with the four kids because wow. we all spit on them. So strong. And then, yeah, and then it's like awesome. his hands are ridiculous, and whenever we play a thumb war, like. He's even now with mm. I have adult hands, everyone. Yeah. I have an adult hand. You're an and adult. yet I am an adult and yet my dad's thumb is at least twice as big as mine. Mm. It's crazy. His hands are huge. I hope he has a profession that aligns with No, he's a coder. <laughs> yeah. Software engineer. <laughs> engineer. Software engineer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he plays basketball yeah, for the Denver Nuggets. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Can you imagine? Okay. Hey, well, I say that back. we get to a little recap. Yeah, let's yes, do that. Recap. Oh, yeah. Last time, you were in the process of sneaking into the palace when one of the guards spotted you at the side door. Mm, he right. was on edge, but you managed to charm him into thinking there was, in fact, someone else sneaking into the main entrance. That was good. Clever. And Jasu, yeah. you finally broke through the stout wooden back entrance of the palace. <laughs> so I'm a giant, I'm a giant elephant. I couldn't open that I mean, fucking door. In your defense, this is a door that is designed to keep out intruders. This yeah. isn't yeah, just like sure. 
you know, a, a screen door. This There's is nothing like, wrong with you. It's not you. It's just the door. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not you. It's the door. It was a really it's not hard thing. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> uh, down the hall, looking at you, you saw two servants who were helping to hastily pack out the DeLargos from the building. One of them was Bilius DeLargo. Bilius? <laughs> oh, yes. Instantly coined. <laughs> a distant cousin of the Duke that works for the family and the Titan you recognized from his forays to the House of Prim. After some negotiation, Bilius accompanied you to the staircase that leads to the DeLargo's private tower, where... He was supposed to go anyway, since Oromaya was bathing upstairs oh, and needed someone to bring him a fresh robe oh, that's or something. Right. <laughs> He's still naked up there. <laughs> <laughs> when you all got there, though, he was extremely hesitant to commit to committing treason and telling you Fair. exactly how to get up the stairwell. <laughs> but he did give you enough of a clue that you were able to figure out the illusion on your own, discovering that the real stairwell was simply hidden on the other side of the room and not blocked. You mm. went up quickly. <laughs> you went up quickly and found yourself looking at the three locked doors of the Duke's private tower. Dun, dun, dun. While Titan was enticed by the idea of the room of resources, you could mm. hear Oromaya bathing in the room of rest and I knew what that, that sounded like. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, to hear someone bathing? I think he was singing. Yeah, probably. that's right. Yeah. Yes. Like, Rubber ducky, yes. you're the one. Yes, yes. You make bath time, lots of fun. Oh, is that Rubber ducky or Ernie? Fine. Oh. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, so you knew that you didn't have much time before Bilius came up the stairs to see to his task, and you didn't want to be there when he did. You examined the door to the room of records, which you had been told had a complex locking mechanism, and discovered that there were two keyholes. You determined that they would need to be turned at the same time, mm. and Titan set to work picking them. While you successfully imitated the shape of the key for both locks, you were not quite able to turn them in sync, so the door opened... But at the same time, an iron manacle sprang out from the doorframe and captured Titan's wrist. Hot. Oh, I forgot that happened. At the same time, gas began filtering out of some holes in the ceiling yep. high above. Yep. yep, 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 yep. The next few moments were tense as Joe raced around the room of records looking for vital information <laughs> about looking like popular. an idiot. <laughs> Jasu, you worked to plug the holes, spilling poisonous gas, and Titan, you tried to free yourself from the manacle. Finally, with the sound of Bilius coming up the staircase from below, Titan, you got free, the gas stopped flowing, and you were all inside the room of records. Mm -hmm. As you looked for information about prisoner transfers, you also found the original packaging for the key of opening, mm -hmm. including a user manual. Mm -hmm. And on the desk, you spotted what Oromaya must have just dropped off in here, the letter from Aegir that Joe, you had hand-delivered to the Duke in the town square earlier in the day. You grabbed both and finally found the prisoner files, discovering that Popular had been taken to the infamous Yakshibakin prison ship, which is generally kept anchored close to Angeron Mir. Having found what you came for, you quickly set about finding an exit. You rappelled out of the window onto the roof of the main building and saw that Sir Galavane and the Duke's guard were crawling all over the place. Mm. You found a part of the courtyard as clear of guards as possible, angling to climb directly over the wall and out of the palace grounds. Joe needed a hand, so this took a moment, in which time a guard spotted you and started dashing over. 
You all managed to get over the edge and into the streets before the guards reached you, but you could tell that they were alerted to your presence and would certainly be looking for you. Rude. Whatever. They're getting the boot after the end of this day. Anyways. Honestly, I'll just smile. <laughs> really, your job is over. over. Why yeah, are you being you've so been fired. It truly doesn't even matter. Yeah. Gosh, thirsty. <laughs> uh, you all ditched your soldier fits and quickly made your way back towards the house of Prim. Which is really sad because mine fits so well and was so good. <laughs> On the way, when you had almost arrived, something didn't feel quite right. Your hesitation paid off, and when Ginny's trap went off, You were not in the epicenter, but you were all knocked off your feet. Mm. Ginny quickly pounced on you and found the key of opening in Titan's updo without any trouble. You tried to stop her from taking it, but she just managed to slip out from your grasp and dash away with it. And that's where you are now. Whoa. So the three of you are on the ground, having been knocked prone by this giant explosion, another grease trap of some kind that she clearly has a facility with incendiary material because she has made another giant explosion uh, that knocked you all on your asses you're prone she is dashing away towards the corner of the building when she gets there she will be out of view and that's going to be soon like in 10 feet okay so um i'm imagining that like he fell down and kind of feels stunned i'm like hearing like my ears like ringing after mm. this explosion and i see this like tabaxi like jetting across like almost out of view and my eyes go red with rage and i don't even have a quip for this mm-hmm. i just lift up my staff and think about hurting this person and cast call lightning oh my god okay (laughs) so initiative are we rolling initiative yeah everybody roll initiative yes oh no that's a 10 for titan nine for joe seven for jesu and we know like we saw jenny take the key yes you you all see this happening okay yep but just as Titan was experiencing, you are all kind of dazed as it's happening. But then Titan, it is quite fitting because even with a 10, you are at the top of the initiative order. Uh, She was lollygagging, gloating, trying to get away. She's like, I got him. And I'm like, okay. You said, not it. And in fact, as dusk is settling in here, a foreboding night that you know has the potential for a lot of action as armies are approaching the walls of this city. You also notice, now that you are back in the outdoors, that there are storm clouds rolling in off of the open ocean over the storm crest towards mm. the city. It feels so intuitive. Mm. It's like I've only used this like maybe once before. I'm just so mad Mm. at at this person and I know that this thing in my hand like will can help with that and so it's like it's this like I just got blown up there are storm clouds rolling in and I'm just looking across and I hold I'm like just squeezing the staff in my hand and I feel it squeeze my hand back as like lightning just erupts from the sky and I see it and feel it and I'm directing it towards this person who's mm-hmm. running away. Mm. All right. You roll it's, damage. I roll give damage. Give me some damage. I'm going to give you yeah. a dexterity check. Yep. Or a dexterity save. 16 uh, nice. lightning. Nice. 
That is going to be a fail. Woo! Okay, that brings us to Joe. What do you do? Is Ginny still up? Yeah, Ginny gets uh, hit by this bolt of lightning, and you see it it knocks her down onto all fours for a second, but she scrambles back up and is continuing to take off and, and run towards the, the corner of this building. Okay. I, at first, knocked off my feet, look in the direction of Prim's house. Is yeah. it, oh, like, what does it look like? Is it still intact? And the maybe house itself? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You were just down the street from it, so you're you're approaching it, but you're not right outside. Oh, that's right. So it didn't get hit by this explosion. Yeah. How far away is Ginny from us? Ginny is 20 feet from you. Oh, okay. I honestly think that Joe is stunned, mm -hmm. but just because Titan responds in the way that they do, yeah. it's like, oh shit, it's kind of like that group thing thing of like, oh shit, I guess mm -hmm. like this is happening. And so I just like react mm -hmm. then and cast chromatic orb oh, at, still got yes, spell slots at Jenny. And, Aren't y'all so and, lucky? So your, yours was lightning. I think just for the effect of it, mm -hmm. it's going to be uh, thunder damage. Amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> good. All right. So, <laughs> good. Make it clap. Yeah. It's a 12. I would like you to roll on the the wild magic surge table, please. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. It's an invisible unicorn comes to play. Okay. 98. 98. You are surrounded by faint ethereal music for the next minute. I thought oh, it was 99, right. oh. in which case it was you regain mm. all expended sorcery points. So I got like really excited for a second. Whoa. It's not that one though. What's um, the music sound like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, you know, I want it to be like dramatic ethereal music. Like I feel like it has to. Yeah. It's like the storm rolling in, like the faint mm. ethereal music mm. of like some type of quiet bass, but like maybe eerie string music of a big mm. storm that's coming in. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Or atmospheric. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so it's been a while since we've done a Tides of Chaos like this, but I believe the way that I ruled it before is that you have access to your Tides of Chaos again now because here's what it says. Before you regain the use of this feature, the DM can have you roll on the Wild Magic Surge table after you cast a spell a first level or higher, you then have use, regain the use of this feature. So you can now use Tides of Chaos again if you want. Okay, did that hit or no? A 12? Yeah. It did not. So then I'm gonna use it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Not 20. Not 20, not 20. <laughs> I like how you're 20, whispering 20, it to me, like I can like I'm make that happen. <laughs> just, just do a nat 20. Oh, okay, that's uh 22. Yes. 22? You, yeah, just needed, you just needed the atmospheric music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you... I needed yeah. the pressure, actually, of the roll of fucking that 20. <laughs> do it or leave? Just do it. Do it. Kindly. <laughs> kindly roll that 20. <laughs> okay. 48s. Wow. Don't judge me. It's a 16. <laughs> Joshua judged 16. me. Describe for me what it looks like as <gasps> Ginny goes down. Oh, oh wow. <gasps> Oh, I think because it's thunder damage, I literally imagine like being able to see the sound wave mm. rolling towards her and just literally like she just flies across the road. Like it uh -huh. just literally pushes her uh -huh. and she's just face down. You see her lying there breathing heavily, trying to turn her head and, and get a breath and 
her head slumps back down onto her paw. I would like to get up mm-hmm. and I would like to walk over. And I, I think I'm a little bit slower. I think, I mean, I had a very low initiative, but I think part of that is just like my armor is slowing me down. But also I am at this moment very tired Mm. and i use my sort of staff almost like a cane and i would like to go over to her and take the key back yeah you go over the key is still clutched in one of her paws you take it bend down rip it out okay yeah i mean titan is like still has like concentration going on this spell Uh, uh and so it's like walking over to her with like and like lightning is surrounding titan like their Mm. locks are like fluttering in like in like with like Mm. electricity and Mm. if anybody is looking at titan like titan is coming at this person with bad intentions (laughs) very interesting as you look around you see that the streets are relatively empty as you saw before people are shuttering up the doors of their houses and closing windows. Although there are a couple groups of people that you've seen as you've come from the palace back towards the House of Prim, people who look like they might not be ready to roll over and let the Koros come into town. And uh, and you see that there's one group who is walking down one of the main streets towards the East Gate right now. And sort of looks over and is pointing at this storm cloud that's low in the sky, isolated and separated from the the larger storm that is coming in off the ocean. And uh, you see them kind of gesturing to each other and kind of marveling at what's going on Mm -hmm. uh, over here. Mm -hmm. I look at, can I do a perception check? Yeah, give me a perception check. Everybody can go ahead and give me a perception check. Can I do it with my nose? (laughs) Sure. 11, 17, 10. All right. You look around and you see that the only people who have eyes on you are this little group of people. And then you're within view of Prim's proper house. Mm. You don't see anybody in the house of Prim at the moment, but somebody could be looking out the window and see what's happening out here. But you smell a mixture of of things. (laughs) And I think on the wind coming from the palace... You are from that direction. Yeah. You do catch a slight whiff of guard. Mm. The the, the <laughs> yep. distinctive sweat smell. of that a, smell is strong. Of a guard. The sweat is smelly and they strong. They aren't close by, but you can yep. you catch them on the wind. Titan is walking towards Jenny and makes uh, lightning strike ten feet like away from where she is, and is oh, and saying and it says, "Wake up." We got a conversation to have. I step in front of her. Ginny uh, rolls over. (laughs) What do you want? Looks at you through narrow, narrow slits of eyes that are dirty from the ground that she's lying on right now. Do you have any idea what's going on here? What did you need the key for? Y'all already lost. Lost? I don't know what you're talking about. What did you need the key for? Lightning strikes again. <laughs> Give me an intimidation check. I'm standing somewhat like I'm standing over her and like watching her, mm-hmm. but like I'm I am keeping an eye on Titan. Intimidation uh, sixteen. Just because Erica lost doesn't mean that I'm lost. I am able to function without her. Y'all needed the key to open the back gate. That plan's already over. What do you need it for? 
Or was it just a little token that you wanted to steal for yourself? You see, she looks genuinely confused. What do you mean that plan's over? The I... city is already lost. Yeah, of course the city's... Nobody's lo fighting. What? Nobody's fighting? The, the city is letting the Koros take over. Uh... People aren't going to fight. People aren't going to resist and put their lives on the line. I mean, maybe some people will, I guess, just like looking around because you said people are taking sure. up arms. But for the most yeah. part, they're letting the Koros take over. You see her... I mean, she's... Technically has zero hit points here. Right. Uh, right. You see that she is rocked and genuinely taking this information in. And you see some mental calculus going on, even though she's very dazed. And so it's not happening quickly as she tries to figure out what this means for her and what her next move should be. Oh, I guess I don't need to open the East Gate then, do I? No, you do not. <laughs> so I guess... You already lost, she says with a slight chuckle. I would be careful. <laughs> I look at Titan. <laughs> uh, you see, she looks like shit. She's, uh -huh. uh, her nails, which were long and painted red with yellow splatters on them, are broken and chipped. The contents of her bag is kind of spilling out. You see that she's got all these different concoctions and uh, little vials of things. Mm. Some look like they're alcohol for drinking others look like they're alcohol for exploding mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. way, ways of making things you know setting fires and, and having things explode um, but she is definitely down for the count and not currently a threat mm -hmm. uh, do you want to leave her here move her you can tell that people are starting to like this one group of people that's looking at you is growing as more mm. people are seeing this storm cloud in the sky that's visible above the buildings. Mm. Titan looks down at Jenny and sees how bedraggled she is and remembers that like Jenny came looking for shelter and like one of Prim's regrets is like not being able to like help this person the way that she needed to be helped. And uh, knowing that like this is kind of the last day, the last night of Prim's proper house as it is, mm -hmm. just like looks down at Jenny. Remember this moment, Jenny. Remember that in the moment when your life was in our hands, we chose to show mercy. We chose to let you go because I know that there was at one time something good in you. You had a mission, a purpose, that you, you needed help. Like we all need help. And I don't know what happened to you out there in the world, but let this moment be a turning point for you. You don't need to be betraying people to be turning your back on those who reached out their hands to help you. Figure your shit out, girl. <laughs> and Titan walks away. So as you're saying this, you remember that Ginny was, and this is maybe why why you don't remember it right away and why it takes you a minute, but because Ginny, Ginny disappeared before you got to town. And so you never knew Ginny. And so you remember that what uh, Rista said about Ginny was, or maybe it was Evie, Ginny was never in the house. Oh. And Ginny was always kind of on the scene and Prim was interested in getting to know her more, but she kind of, Ginny kept herself at arm's distance I see. from the house, although clearly was friends with Erica and right. some of the other 
mm. people who were in the house. I think as Titan is saying that to to Jenny, I will kneel down and put my hand on Jenny's arm and say underneath my breath, may the light shine upon you and give her one lay on hands. All right. Mm. Yeah, I think Joe, I was just standing like kind of back behind Titan. And when Titan turns around after this, I just hug Titan. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Titan walks back over, reaches down, takes a vial that they know is alcohol and says, <laughs> I'm taking this <laughs> and swigs from it. <laughs> and you see Ginny kind of looks at you side-eyed, sees that you have the key, but doesn't make a move for it and begins to pick herself up and slink away uh, out of the, not just your view, but also the view of the other onlookers. At this moment, you hear a voice from behind you. Oh, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. Yama? Yama? Titan, Jasu, Joe, I'm so glad to see you. You're exactly the people that I need to talk to. And you see Yama coming up the street from the <laughs> other direction with somebody else along with them who looks to be of a similar style who is coming up to greet you. And Yama says, where have you been? I, I've knocked on the door of the, the House of Prim. I've talked to lots of your friends, but I, I haven't been able to find you. I've been looking for hours. Oh, we've been on a boat. We had to snow in the castle. Yeah. It's been a whole day. We were in a cave with a monster that had snakes for legs. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's been wild. <laughs> I think I died. Oh, no, I was there for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was definitely there for that. Okay, also... You figured out how to use the Tempest Bringer, Yama says, and mm. um, and is looking at you and at the storm clouds up above, which, unless you've let go of the, the concentration of this spell, are still roiling. Yeah, I think when I see Yama is when it finally like drops because it's like, oh, an, a new moment that I can be present with that has nothing to do with any of the things that just happened. Yeah. And without even trying to think about it, Titan's hair like falls down back to their mm. to their side and, and the storms start to dissipate. I, mm. I feel like you might want to put that thing away and keep it a little bit more on the down low. I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a a large contingency of coros around and a lot of them would recognize that object. Titan uh, twirls the, the staff around uh, in, in their hands. It's like, well, I guess I might have to give it a makeover at some point and starts contemplating how to use their like makeup to like just like make it a different color and so it's mm. like because it's like this it's just like it's very ornate like gold situation yeah it's it looks like it has been struck by lightning it, oh, it, it, it's like yeah it, is, it looks like it's been cracked and it has a blue gem like a true gem not one of right. the modern synthetic things but like a true gemstone on top it's finally carved but it's it's a wooden staff it's a wooden staff i think Joe and Titan can totally stop me. I think hearing Titan say this, Joe takes a handkerchief out of her mm -hmm. coveralls and like wraps it over the top and takes a hairband so it just is like <laughs> not as noticeable on the top of it. So it looks like a wrapped lollipop? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what it looks like. <laughs> okay, I think you know you might want to come up with a more permanent solution sure, at some sure, point. I, but, if um, I were not aware of what this was, I would have no idea. I think you've done an excellent job. <laughs> Thank you. Sure, sure. <laughs> Well, I, I think we probably have some things to discuss anyway. And talk. we were headed to the proper house anyway. Let's keep heading that way. Okay. And you head back into the proper house, into Prim's proper house. So the the house itself is relatively quiet. There's not a lot of activity, but you do see Rista at the top of the stairs when you come in. Rista calls out and says, is that you? Are, are you back? I heard a lot of noise outside, and it, it looked like there was something going on in the street. Is everything okay? We ran into Jenny again, mm. but everything's okay. Mission accomplished. Hooray! It's Jenny. She's, but she's gone now? Yes, for now. Slinked away into the shadows like she do. Okay. Uh, but okay, you got the information? Yes, we did. <sighs> That's great. Where's Prim? Prim is still out and about. I think she'll be back soon. Sorry, did we, yeah. we left Erica here with her, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Rista says, Erica's still sleeping like a baby. She was rousing a little bit, asked for some water, but I don't think she's going anywhere fast. Mm -hmm. And then Rista points and says, oh, and, and this guy, you said your name was Yama, right? And Yama waves and says, that's right. And she says, yeah, uh, he's been knocking on the door asking for you. He's with us. Okay. We know him. Great. I mean, Prim is the one that wants the info, or that's the only person we're reporting it to, but Prim's not there right now. Mm -hmm. I would like to catch up with Yama. Yeah. You want to take Yama to the thinking room? Yes. Let's get the download. Right. Also, who is this with you, Yama? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, this is Tula. Uh, she's got Tula. A, a lot that I think you'll want to hear about. And, uh, this is the main reason that I've been I've been trying to find you. May the light ever shine upon you. <laughs> I go over to Tula. Put up my hand. Okay. Tula sees you put your hand up and... Her head kind of uh, rocks to one side and a big warm smile comes across her sp face. I have never been more excited in my entire life. <laughs> and she steps up to you and she says, there is room for all. And meets oh. your hand with hers. <laughs> I My eyes start to well with tears at the first time in a long time that someone has properly greeted me. Is that the the completion of that like greeting that there is room for all or no? Or is that just something that Thula, a TH? Thula, yeah. Thula. This is the first time you've ever heard anyone say there is room for all. Uh, but, yeah. But she has a, a great warmth of, and about her when, when she says it. But she touched my hand. Yeah. Without me having to ask. <laughs> and I truly, it doesn't matter what she has said. And, and she says, I had no expectation of meeting a disciple of Sulion today, but it is a great joy to me. And I wonder that you are one of the people that Yama was trying to introduce me to. It feels like it is too much of a coincidence to be an accident. It jo is my pleasure to meet you. And then Joe just sticks out her hand and says, and I'm Joe, not a disciple of Sulian, just plain old Joe. And it is nice to meet you as well. I'm sure you've heard of me. Tulit <laughs> smiles and says, <laughs> perhaps I have, but mm -hmm. I do not know you 
uh-huh. without being introduced. Titus, Titus just like staring like with like a half smile at this person <laughs> making like intense eye contact mm-hmm. as they squirm to try to be like, oh, why should do I know who this person is? <laughs> um, I should know this and that. And Yama turns and says, oh, uh, Tula, this is this is Titan, Titan Yabelt. And uh, this is Tula, Tula who comes from a ways north of here, lives on a, I think you called it a, a commune, right? And Tula nods. Yes, a commune with many of my friends, one of whom is also from pure, from the people of who follow Sulion, she says. Her name is Golmiv. And as soon as she says that name, Jasu, you remember that Golmiv was the person who came from your home here to this region several years ago and never returned. Mm. She was years older than me? Or? She was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. she many years older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, already a young adult. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Jasu is surprised. I w- was told about someone just today. I did not know that she still lived. Yes, she does. Although not everyone in our community has been safe recently, which is really why I'm here. And uh, perhaps we should find a place to sit down. And Yama says, yeah, you wanted to go to a, a thinking room? You said, does the room do the thinking for you? You know, that's a great question. Who does the thinking in the thinking <laughs> room? <laughs> Uh, Titan just starts leading them to the thinking room. (laughs) You go up the stairs and you return back to the thinking room. Uh, Rista asks if you need anything and says, you didn't want to bring the costumes back. Oh, didn't think that through before. Uh, Sorry. Uh Unfortunately, mine. It's okay. I think we're going to have to say goodbye to most of the costume collection. Anyway. Yes, indeed. You know. It's just, you know, I put a lot of work into those. Anyway. You did. And they're truly the only reason that we were as successful as we were. So, job well done. I'm glad that they worked out for you. Under duress and everything, especially Jasu's, my goodness. Jasu just looks suspiciously at Titan. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Was it helpful? (laughs) Rista says, yeah, yeah, my, my best work, my best work, definitely. And leaves you in the thinking room, but is close by if you need her. And Yama says, um... Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, Thula and I are are old friends. We we know each other from, well, I haven't seen you in oh, a couple hundred years, I think. And Thula and I. A couple says, hundred years? How old are you again? Oh, it's I'm as old as the as the hills and as young as the sea. So honestly, beautiful. Like five hundred, maybe. <laughs> Give or take. Thula, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you are two hundred as well. Uh, Thula nods and says, "I am quite old. Give or take. Uh, by by the standards of most people who live here in Arboreus, but where I come from in Terra, it is common for people to live this long." Yes, Tula and I, we were friends when we were children, and she would come and visit me sometimes when I was working at Tempest Top. But, uh, you know, after all of that happened, we, well, I kind of lost touch with everyone, but you, you know that already. And so it was a real joy to 
to see you today, he says. Did uh, you date? Speaking to Thula. Oh, what? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's just, just curious. Vibe check. Vibe check. Everyone roll a vibe check. <laughs> oh, wow. What, what do we add to our vibe check? Charisma. Charisma. Oh, uh, that's a 23. Oh. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, I only got a nine. Mm. 19. Great. <laughs> You two can definitely tell that there was that there is some intense chemistry, mm. and you get the idea that Thula was probably always waiting for Yama to <gasps> actually commit, say something. And yeah, I know you feeling me, but you all you always around, but you never say anything. And Yama could never uh, always thought that Thula was uninterested. So Yama's situationship. But not even that. It's like it oh. sounds like it's like there was potential, there was interest, but like nobody ever said, "Hey, what's up?" Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there still is. Perhaps it's- <laughs> I'm sure this would be a really strong plot so- point. I just want to make sure. I, really yeah. Yeah. I feel like that our only mission now is to make sure that these two say their feelings to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and Thula says, "But recently, I I have not lived in Terra. I have been living at the." Evertree Sanctuary. Evertree Sanctuary. Yes, which is really the reason that I'm here today because things have things have been very difficult there recently. We've learned that it started with the Koros. Of course. Even though at the time we we didn't know that, but we live in a in a small valley of a tributary that flows into the Sudden Flow River. And just over the ridge line, technically, is land that was controlled by the Koros. And we started to notice that strange things were happening there. It, is the water black? The The water is not black, mm. but it got murky with all of the industry and logging that was going on. You see, we are in a remote part of the country that hasn't been hit by the massive logging that has... You know, made things like firewood and construction lumber very hard to come by in many parts of of this region. But mm. but this area that the Koros were in, they clear cut the trees and they built a huge military encampment where it seems that they've been training soldiers and building machines of war and forging weapons. And there were plumes of smoke coming up for months. Mm. It was far enough from us that we kept watch on it but you know this was not land that we controlled and we didn't really have any recourse we felt but just a few weeks ago they left and they went west towards the coast yama tells me that that must have been the same time that they started on the big movement around the peninsula that Mm. you ended up seeing from from the mountain peaks, Yama says, "Yes, yes. You know when we were when we were at Tempest Top and we saw the the Koro army moving. I feel like the timelines match up with what she told mm-hmm. me about. You know, perhaps that's where they s- sent that big army out. Which I guess that's how they managed to keep it from anyone's view. Is they were training up in the mountains somewhere, building mm-hmm. up their machines of war, and and then we saw them as as they were. And now they're coming here. Exactly, Tula says." But before they left, they torched the place. And the smoke was incredible. And it was all we could do for it to not set fire to the entire 
region, the forest fire did spread and a, a lot of land was consumed by it, but uh, it thankfully has been put out. Unfortunately, through the the plumes of this enormous fire, a meteor fell. Oh. A what? A meteor fell from the, from the sky, from the heavens. Like a a meteor, a meteor, <laughs> a meteor. but a meteor, a, a big me- rock, a, a meteor as in a rock from the heavens. Yama says, "You remember when I told you about when old Stormbones first arrived at Tempest Top?" That's exactly the same thing that happened. A, a giant stone streamed through the sky. No, just a stone. Okay. And Thula. <laughs> Good guess, just, though. And <laughs> Thula now, it, she has seemed grounded this entire time, but there is a hollowness that you see behind her eyes when you say dragon egg. And she says, <sighs> Not an egg, but a large black dragon. Uh. I was just guessing. You're telling us that a large black dragon fell from the sky? It seemed to appear in the same moment that the meteor struck. We were in the midst of trying to put out the massive forest fires, but in the ashen swampland that the burned out area has become, there is now a black dragon that is ravaging the countryside and the leader of of my community the prophet of the evertree sanctuary tried to to stand yes the prophet is this the luxodin that no No, not golmiv oh Uh, okay golmiv is a follower of our prophet a follower of your prophet (laughs) (laughs) yes Titan looks over at jasu jasu has a expression of yes, of course, I have been trained to accept that people need time before they can turn to the light of the sun. And there are, of course, times where you may stray, <laughs> but the concept that not only did a follower of Sulion stop following Sulion completely and moved to the middle of nowhere and did not come back home, but also is now following a new prophet that is not her, has put her a little on edge. <laughs> just not, you. what you're seeing is just a peak of interest. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued and that is what I feel. Uh, but in actuality, you could see that she's a little agitated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, our our prophet, who is our conduit between us and the Ever Tree. Uh, Joe raises her hand. Yes. Is the Ever Tree a uh, actual tree? Yes, there is. A- Does the tree talk, or is it like it's the it's a symbol? It, it's is yes. it a holy tree, like a sacred that grew tree? under the light of the sun? I just look at Jasu. It, it does grow in the light of the sun, yes. Uh, <laughs> like is, every tree. Right. Like every. It, it requires sunlight for growth. Does it not? <laughs> Photosynthesis. Yes, correct. And she says, we call her the prophet because she is the one that brought us the prophecy from the ever tree, which has spoken from time to time. Literally. Prophecy. L- 
to to the prophet. It, oh, okay. You will have to ask the prophet. And... I can I can offer insight. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, didn't know if this was like a Groot situation. A prophet for a higher being <laughs> often speaks and works on behalf and was chosen to speak and work on behalf of that higher being, such as Sulian. I turn back. What yes. did this ever tree that grew under the light of sun say to this prophet? What was the prophecy? Uh, well, the prophecy that is currently inscribed in our sanctuary is... Do you want me to recite it to you? Yes, I, I would. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it says, a storm is coming. The stones have been forgotten. The spirits stir. Much that was forsaken shall rise once more, and much that is shall be lost. I think we've heard that we've heard this before. It was a long time ago, but like I feel like in episode zero or one, yeah, Tor the, starts it out with like with the, that. This is the cold open prologue of episode one. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drama. And so our prophet is very dear to us and is our spiritual leader. A storm uh, is coming? Uh, yes. And our prophet put themselves in harm's way and was grievously injured by the dragon, attempting to protect us, which was effective. Our, our sanctuary, to the best of my knowledge, is, is safe and, and people are okay, except for the prophet who is in worsening condition. Again, we, we try to be self-sufficient. Not so dead, though. Going up against a dragon and not dying? That's a strong prophet. They need a doctor. And I, the light of the sun would happily help. I finally <laughs> took it upon myself to come here to look for help. And, and Yama tells me that, that one of you is particularly keen in the way of healing arts. Is that, is that true? The sun provides. Uh, Titan, Titan is, looks around because Titan doesn't realize that they can do anything at all. But mm -hmm. yeah, so just Sue, I've seen them do a lot of healing stuff from time to time. The light. Ever blesses. Why are you talking all cryptic, boo? That is just the way of my people. <laughs> I, I think that for the first time, just you like thinks like I'm not talking cryptic. This is just this is just true facts that I've been saying. I'm just saying, like, this person is like, hey, I heard somebody is able to help me. And is as opposed to saying, like, yes, I can help you. You just recited a Bible verse. Yeah, it is kind of strange. Are are you a doctor? No, I am a prophet. Oh, you are a Jasu prophet. Jasu is a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> are you a prophet of Sulion? Yes. Ah, it is such a pleasure to meet the leader of Golmiv's first faith. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes have never gotten bigger than they currently are. Yes. May the light ever shine upon you and us all. I am through the gifts uh, that were bestowed on me by my God, able to heal. And I would happily assist with your prophet who is grievously injured and does not seem to be able to heal themselves. <laughs> and Shade. I am ever, ever in service of those in need. That would be so dearly appreciated by myself and everyone else at the sanctuary. I, you know, our our prophet has spoken that of the the possibility that someone might have connection to spirit that is strong enough 
to regenerate life, but you know, our prophet merely is a conduit to speak to the ever tree and, and does not have such power. So meeting someone who has that capacity is true, truly magnificent. It means that the prophecies are true <laughs> and that, and that there, there is room for change in our world on, in Arboreus. I'm imagining Joe looking over at Jasu, who's very tense <laughs> right now, and just like not wanting to interrupt the really serious conversation, but kind of like miming to Jasu, like relax, like drop your shoulders. Like. <laughs> Shake it out. Jasu, Shake your shoulders. Jasu, Shake it out. Let, let's out a, a, a breath. <sighs> yes. I I'm very excited to go with you. We do have some things that we need to get done first, and I look at my companions. We have a message that we yeah, must Yeah, we're waiting on Prim, but where's your prophet at? Mm -hmm. Everyone is still at the sanctuary. They're, they are in extremely... How far away is the sanctuary? It's a couple days. Days? North. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mm, honey. How, how immediate is their need? They sustained their injuries two weeks ago, and we are versed in in medicine and so have been able to tend to them but their condition has been getting worse and so we we broke the rules of consensus i came even though some people thought that it was inappropriate to ask for outside help but there was several of us that felt that it was necessary to bring somebody else into the sanctuary to try to find somebody who might be able to help so it is a couple days walk from here and i understand that you may have walk. other things well, up the road, up the road that leads up the sudden flow towards the Lake of Shifting Shores. I just thought no. we could probably get horses. There's, we're in town. Horses. I worry for first the safety of the people here tonight, but mm. I think I we will be happy to. Yama has made me aware that there is a lot going on here, so I, I'm not trying to rush you out of town. But I know that my entire community and Golmiv would be very, very happy for the the help of a prophet that she had before to come and help the prophet that she you has now. You are digging now. yourself in a hole. <laughs> she says with a big smile. <laughs> I am looking forward to meeting Golmeev. I'm sure she's looking forward to seeing you again. Do you remember this person, Golmeev? Um, I think you, this Golmeev is significantly older than you. Yeah. You might have been young, you might have been a kid. You were also somewhat sheltered because yeah. you or the prophet of Suleon. So yeah. everybody in the community knows who you are. I Yeah, I don't know that I would know who Golmeev is. But exactly. if, if she left and was a missionary, I probably read about or like learned about her generally as mm -hmm. like a missionary mm -hmm. that left. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to discuss with Yama and Thula in this moment? I mean, Yama, how the hell are you? I feel like we sent you off on this mission. Is there like oh, yeah. anything you feel like is important to report back? Or I mean, now it's kind of just onwards to the next thing. Well, I definitely don't want to spend that much time with Daphne and Carl ever again. That Fair. was That was really tough. You took one for the team, really, by doing that. Uh, thanks. Thanks for acknowledging that. Yep. <laughs> no, but... Uh, they did make good on on what they said they would do for the most mm. part. You know, we went to Longstrom and spread the word. Some people were still 
pretty angry about something they had done a little, a little while that before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were enough people there that said this is a serious issue that we should you know, listen to them. And, and so people came to Stormhaven for the most part, I think. But we came to Stormhaven immediately to try to sound the alarm, but it was hard to find anybody that would actually listen to them. We waited for a couple of days to talk to the Duke, but then when we finally did get into the palace, there was just kind of like mid-level. Yeah, uh, middle management. Mm. Yes, a lot of bureaucracy, red tape. It was it was really, uh, it was a lot of waiting and not a lot of action mm. got, got done. You know, it's the systems that they put in place that are supposed to help people. They put these systems in place to help, yeah. but they really actually put them in place so that they don't have to help. Mm. Mm. That's what it felt like. It mm. certainly did. But then um, I finally got in touch with Prim uh, because you had told me that that Prim would be somebody to talk to. And so Prim took me seriously immediately. Daphne and Carl seemed like they had chips on their shoulder because uh, apparently they had tried to join the resistance, mm. something called the resistance. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Prim didn't want to let them do that because... Because uh, well, they're trash. I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah. And so they didn't end up coming to to this house here, but but I didn't... It's a, it's a really lovely place, this house. And um, yeah, so... I, he did a great job, Yama. Really followed through with the plan. Thank you. Well, the, this, the, this enclave, how... Is this in the same location or close to where we think that material that the brooch is made of came from? I forget. Yes, it is it in is. that direction. It's yeah. in oh, that okay. direction. It's, it's about halfway there. So the Sudden Flow River gum, comes directly from the Lake of Shifting Shores mm-hmm. and flows down to Stormhaven. Mm-hmm. And so this commune she's describing is about halfway. Yeah, I would like... Um, Joe opens up her fanny pack and pulls mm-hmm. out the brooch. Yama... Does this stone look familiar to you? Do you know anything about oh, well, this object? Interesting. As you pull this out, you still have it in a in a bag, right? Yeah, bag yeah. and tag it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as you're touching it, as you're close to it, you feel the the cabbage crystal from your father mm-hmm. gets warm again, and this time it it feels like it's it's perhaps warmer than it was the last time that you were in close proximity to the brooch um, and looking at the brooch. That's strange. I think I take it off the keychain and I'm holding the brooch and I'm holding my cabbage crystal Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling one hot and then I'm like touching them together Uh to see if anything happens (laughs) or to see if like it gets hotter or something. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm doing an experiment. Yeah, right now. Okay, but is this, (laughs) is the bag material in between them? No, I take it, I took it out of the bag to hand it to Yama. Oh, you take the brooch out of the bag and so it's, it's in your hand and now you're holding the cabbage crystal in your other hand and you're putting them close to each other? I mean, that's what I said. I'm second guessing it, but that's what I said. Give me a charisma save. Yep, 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 yep. Does this happen as soon as I take it out of the bag? When I touch it? You feel energy pulsing through it? Yes, it happens as soon as you are touching it and your your cabbage crystal at the same time. Oh, that, fuck me. All well, right. It's an 11 total. That's pretty which is good. Five, I think. You, <laughs> you hear a voice in your head <laughs> saying, Don't touch the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> that says, 
Release me. Jesus Christ. This is when I touch them together. And you think that there is a spirit in this brooch that is very upset. But I'm the only one that hears this. I mean, you look around and no, everybody else is just looking at you. Yeah. I assume, you do an experiment? As soon as I hear it, I scream <laughs> like a surprise scream, not like a bloody murder scream. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> and mm-hmm. I like the brooch falls onto the floor. It's uh-huh. talking. Everyone else heard that? Release me. What the fuck is in this thing? And I get out my multi-tool that has a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't touch it. And I go look at it. And I'm looking at it to see if there's something inside of it. Joe, are you all right? It just said, release me. And there you did. Is, you dropped it on the floor. I did. I listened. Released. Okay. And you feel in yourself that there is there is a consciousness here. There is there's something in this brooch. And you feel an intuitive understanding of how you could release it and it would require you to kind of magically activate your cabbage crystal use your cabbage crystal no i don't want to do that what can i use my i think i have one last divine sense Mm -hmm. um hold on while you're looking yeah so i i'm gonna say out loud it's like it's saying release me Mm -hmm. and it feels like we could do that. I feel like this, my cabbage crystal could release this thing somehow. Why don't you ask it what it is? Who? What, hi. Yeah, I would love to help you out. Who are you? How did you get my number? I look at the brooch. Who are you? And I just, and I, I'm just I, cast, talk, I like use normal. that moment to cast divine sense, my last one. Amazing. I do not belong here. Do not contain me any. Further, and you use your divine sense. Divine sense, yeah. Great. You already used your divine sense on the brooch, and Mm -hmm. it was when the brooch was kind of had calmed after the fight with Erica. Erica was lying, might have even still had it on, was was right there Mm -hmm. and was unconscious, and you felt that the brooch itself was endowed. Yes. And now it feels like there is energy crackling through the air and you can almost see this aura that surrounds the brooch and seems to be connecting the brooch to joe even though joe are you touching the brooch at the moment i'm not touching it anymore i'm close to it though you see this kind of crackling connection Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's grasping out towards joe and towards the crystal that Mm -hmm. joe has from her father this is a spirit, a living spirit, an embodied spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time that you've ever seen this with your divine sense, that you've you've ever, you've seen corrupted spirits, but you've never seen a living, healthy, embodied spirit. And it seems massive and strangely contained in this tiny, tiny, tiny object. I put my hand on your shoulder, Joe, and I just say, "I, I can see it. What do we do? What's it saying to you? It. Oh shit, what did it say to me? Do not keep me captive any longer. It said, do not keep me captive <laughs> any longer. Uh, kind of like that. Stop mocking me. I'm trying to communicate because these people can't hear you. Also, I don't know if you can hear me talk. This communication is not clear to me if it's two-way or one-way. I sense 
everything in you, we are connected. I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, I don't. <laughs> no. I don't want to be connected. I want you to release me. What happens if I release you? I am free. But then what do you do? I leave this place. <laughs> are you good or bad? I do not like being kept here. But if I release you, are you going to kill us? This is your voice I makes me feel like you're going to kill us. I do not care about you. I want nothing to do with you. Do you kill other people if we I release you? I want to leave. Is it a net positive or home. net negative if we <laughs> release you? I belong in the realm of Ather where I will be free and have always been free. What do we know about the realm of Ather? I ask my companions. Oh. The realm of Ather, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody give me a history check. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything. Six. <gasps> Natural 20. Wow. We know everything. Natural 20 with my spirit mm. die. 11. All right. There are four realms, four known realms in the world. Okay. Arboreus is the realm in which you all live. It is the continent that is comprised of the three nations, Federated Enterprise, Pure, and West Angria. Across the ocean, there is Aegir, another full-on realm. Yes, it's another continent, but as we've discussed, you can only get there in a magical ship, and it's not just another place to sail to. It is a, another full-on realm. Terra is the third. Mm -hmm. It is underground, but it's not simply just going through a doorway into some tunnels. It is a separate world. And the fourth realm is Ather. It is a place of myth because unlike Aegir and Terra, people don't go there and people don't come back from there. It is up in the mountains, the mountains far to the north. The mountains, in fact, that border all three nations. And that's where sky stones come from, maybe. Yes. So sky stones come from the Skyvale Mountains. And the Skyvale Mountains are a range of mountains far to the north that extend east to west. And so they border the Federated Enterprises and Pure and West Angria. In West Angria, the Skyvale Mountains rise up from the shores of the Lake of Shifting Shores. Mm. That's Ather. And it is a place that is said to be where giants live. But nobody goes there and nobody comes back from there. So who knows if there's mm -hmm. actually giants there or not. Nobody's seen giants, but that's Ather. That's what you. That's kind of what everybody knows about Ather. Mm. Did anybody roll particularly high on that history check? A natural twenty. A natural twenty. Yeah, natural <laughs> twenty. So you must have paid attention in your geography of the realms. Class. I had a very intense education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you also know that each of these realms is associated with an element of a mm. sort. And it's almost more complex than just an element. It's more like elemental. So mm. Arboreus is the realm of growing things, the realm of plant life and animal life and creatures and, and things like that. And Aegir is the realm of water, the yep. realm of islands and things like that. Terra is the realm of stone and geology and Ather is the realm of air. Mm. And the 
crackling energy that you see in this embodied spirit here seems to have that feeling of the element of air. Mm. How did you get in this brooch? Hello, you in the brooch who's been talking to me. I do not know who put me here or how, but it is abysmal to be constrained here. It is not right. It is an abomination. But the thing, so there is someone here named Erica that was wearing this brooch and she's not very nice and she did some bad shit when she was wearing the brooch and you're in the brooch. That makes me feel like you are supporting her behavior. If you channel my power in the way that she did, I will be very upset. Give me an insight check. I'm not very insightful. It's a seven. It's a seven. Can I give her the help action? Sure. I'm helping by whispering in your ear. That's better. 18. You sense in this voice some kind of fear and you get the idea that and you might even feel it like, oh, if you wanted to, you could control this this force. You could channel this Mm -hmm. energy and that's probably where Erica was getting Mm -hmm. her massive amounts of power. Titan looks over at Joe and is like, what's going on right now? Something is true. The spirit seems to be trapped in the brooch, and mm-hmm. Erica seemed to have gotten that power when she was floating in the air mm-hmm. from this brooch. I can't tell, and it wants us to release it, and it's saying that it's abysmal. I think abysmal. you should. I, uh, okay. I mean, I'm kind of feeling that way too. Listen, because um, this brooch, I, I am fairly certain that my dad made this brooch, right? Or has some, you, that your dad gave it to Erica for sure, and so mm. made it and or sourced, like has some mm. relationship with it for sure. This brooch, uh, Titan is like trying to like, is trying to tell Joe that like they're pretty sure that if there's somebody, who, something trapped in this thing, it was probably trapped there against its will because like they have a not great relationship with their dad without revealing too much. Uh, it's just being like, Look, Joe, if something something's trapped in there, nobody likes to be trapped, right? But what if it's an what if it's like a bad thing that was trapped in here? Like how do you how would you know that? Like I guess I'm not sure if it's good or bad. It was definitely being used in a bad way, right? Sure. Yes. I think you should let it go. And t- Titan does not know how to like provide more information, so they're just like being like can I do a inside, like a perception or insight check? I'm like if I'm picking up on this from Titan. On this cue from Titan. Yeah. Uh, sure. Make a deception check, Titan, and make an insight check. Jeff. Natural twenty. <laughs> Six. When you couldn't roll this nineteen anyway. Uh, so no, I don't pick up on this at all. Great. <laughs> yeah, I think you you might be confused as to why Titan isn't being a little bit more clear. Titan is usually very direct and sure. Uh, but you don't have any idea why or what they might be hiding. I say to you, it is not from this realm. I don't think it belongs here. So, Joe, okay. How do I let you out without, how do I let you out to the brooch? Just mm-hmm. I'm just standing over the brooch. And how long have you been in there? Wait, but wait, that first. How long have you been in this brooch? The spirit says, you dare to question me? You let me out with that. Shard of Doomstone. And I'd like you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Three. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 And you feel compelled to bring the crystal that your father gave you into contact with the brooch. And everyone, you see 
a massive burst of energy as out of the brooch itself a dragon that is oh my god seems to be made of air swirls up into the room filling the room entirely jesus it is made of air but all of you are blown backwards and the furniture yeah. is pushed over mm. and i'm glad we didn't go to my room <laughs> <laughs> and prim is going to be upset about what has happened in the thinking room and this dragon <sighs> opens its mouth in anger everybody roll initiative jesus what? christ oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god Wow, I got a six. 11. 13. Okay. Joe, you are the first to act. Honestly, it's like, I'm not going to kill this dragon, are we? So I'm pushed against the wall, and I guess I'm struggling in this moment mm-hmm. of like- You feel like it is angry at you. Mm-hmm. It was angry that you didn't let it go right away. Mm-hmm. It would have been even more angry if you tried to control it. And it, fi- it because you were in that kind of tenuous- place of just encountering each other it managed to overpower your will sure and force you to let it go and now it is pissed but wants to get the fuck out i just start talking to it i think what do you say well also like because because it's in i want to know i don't know mechanically is the right word because of how it's taking up space in the room can it like not go out the door because we got all pushed back and the furniture got pushed back because it's taking up space. And it or because is, it's air, can it like Yeah, is it are we between it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is not normal, I would like to no, point yes, out. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. We're all freaked out. Is the dragon though taking is it physical form? Have we been pushed or is it truly air? It is it is air, and so it you can kind of see it. Imagine, if you will, a dragon drawn by Miyazaki (laughs) that fills a room and somehow you are able to also exist in this room even though it is larger than Mm. a room could possibly but it is it's made of air and so it's we can walk through it and walk around and we're not like but it has it has force and will Uh. but it also is you know it's constrained and doesn't like being in a uh, in an enclosed mm-hmm. space, but it's mm-hmm. it is air, so it can be yes uh, forced into a, a tight space like this. Got it. Great. So I think I just say like we don't want to hurt you. Yeah. How can we help you get out of here? Give me a persuasion check. Twenty three. <gasps> oh wow. Nice. Okay. Yes. Nice. It's you see it lock eye contact with you as anger fills it at being locked up in that object for you don't know how long and then it seems to perceive the truth of your words and that you don't mean it any more harm and it swirls and flies toward the window and breaks the window panes off and even some of the molding around the windows as it streams outside and its body is so long that it is a long dragon, not a mm. not a wide, girthy dragon. Mm. And it flies out the window. And as it does, I need everybody to make dexterity saves. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to the two crew. 24. 19. All right. Titan and Joe, you succeed. 
Jasu, you do not. 10 damage if you failed and 5 if you succeeded. I am at 1. I have 5 hit points. And this is basically just the damage of the objects around the room getting swirled around by this dragon as it takes off into the night sky and swirls up, 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 and away. As it's streaming out, I send a message to it Mm -hmm. and I say in this message, do you have a message for Ren? Mm. And as it's leaving, you see it circles back once more and does a flyby of the window so that it is coming close to you. And it breathes out and says, is that the name of the one who took me from my home? Possibly. I know that he was involved at some point in the journey of you getting here. And the dragon loops around one more time and says, whatever he's doing, it is not going to end well and takes off into the sky. Hmm. We didn't hear that, right? No, it was a message. (sighs) And... Do we perceive, though, that it's like, or maybe do a check, that like, Titan was talking. Yeah, with absolutely. The you're, dragon. You're over yeah, because I do have to. There is a physical component. Yeah, to it. you're so, over yeah. there by the window, and the dragon is is able to respond to you, but then takes off into the sky. What did you say to it? I was trying to figure out if it knew how it got in there. And did it know? No. Can I do a perception check? Can I do sure. an insight Let's check? Let's do another. <laughs> round is it insider? I never know. Deception and insight. Oh, that's mm. pretty good. Thirteen. Oh. So I did roll a natural one, mm. uh, which makes it a nineteen. Don't be suspicious. Oh, oh. Don't this be is insight. <laughs> Still makes this a nineteen. <laughs> Shut up. Twenty. What? Dirty twenty. Ah. <sighs> uh, okay. Dirty 20. You see that Titan isn't telling you everything, but it does also doesn't look like... It, they're not telling you nothing, but they're not telling you everything. Yeah, I think I, in this moment, because like the fact that I was able to beat that was crazy. I think that I, at this moment, am like really understanding that like, not just that I, you are not telling the truth, but like you know something about what is happening that you haven't shared. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. At the same time, you see Prim in the street below. What in God's name are you doing to my house? Erica's fault. Erica <laughs> brought the roach, not us. I came because I saw a strange storm cloud in the region, and I get here and I know Prim. Was that a dragon? It was Prim. Are you in the thinking room? Prim, Prim, honey, you were leaving tonight anyway. Oh my God, you're right. We also <laughs> we do have some information for you. Yes. All right. Um. I'll be up in a moment. And Prim rushes into the house and comes up the stairs. Hello, hello, and hi ho It's me, your friendly neighborhood GM. And I want to tell you just how grateful we are for Andrew and Steve and all of our patrons. In fact, this week we have a new patron to thank. Wig Geek Mom. W.I. Geek Mom. W.I. makes me think that we met you in Madison, Wisconsin at GameholeCon, given that we were just there last weekend. Thank you so much for joining the community. 
Speaking of, we had a really great time at the convention. We met some amazing people and saw some amazing things, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, probably over on the Patreon. And also, we gave out a ton of stickers, which got me to thinking, I don't think we've ever really offered you, our listeners, stickers. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little free sticker giveaway. The first 10 people to respond to this prompt will get a free sticker. All you have to do is email us, whencrithappens at gmail.com, and tell us which episode is your favorite. And also, probably tell us a place to send your sticker, and I will send it. Maybe I'll even include some other stickers, too, from my personal sticker collection. Okay, that's the deal. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. And now, back to the show. I'm just curious, what are Yama and Thula doing? How have they been in this whole dragon interaction? Uh, They are uh, cuddled in each other's arms (laughs) underneath a desk. They they got hurt by the by the Mm. debris falling as well, and they're kind of picking themselves up. Are are you all right? that, That was. Ridiculous! There's just too many dragons! What the hell is going on? (laughs) And Thula says, This cannot be a coincidence that I have now seen two dragons in the space of... Wow. It's definitely Thula's fault. fault. Mm. (laughs) Oh, God. And... The and the other thing that I will point out is that this the energy of this dragon is different than your storm energy. You Mm. can tell that there is something... Mm distinctly unique and like it is this was the stuff of air Mm. old storm bones from the stories that you've heard the black dragon the way that tool is talking about it is corporal is like a dragon that wants to live breathe eat take up residence in the world and this dragon is the stuff of a different Mm. element that Mm. wanted to just like dissipate Mm. and take off to who knows where maybe back to ather Mm. yeah so Prim comes in the room and says, all right, uh, I'm sorry. I, I sorted out my feelings about all of my things as I was coming up the stairs. But how did it go in the palace? I, I have noticed that there are Duke's Guard that are roaming the city right now. Uh, they seem like they're looking for something. Yes, uh, so Titan walks over to Prim because they know that this is as bad a place as they could possibly be keeping popular. Mm. Yeah. So Titan takes Prim's hand and is like, we know where popular is. It ain't good, honey. So you were you were successful in the mission. Then you did get into yeah, the Yeah, yes, and yes. You the, gu- the guards okay. are definitely looking for us. And you found the information even. Prim, honey, I know that you want to get popular back. But going to find them would be so, so, so dangerous. Uh, well, I mean, then perhaps we will need to prepare adequately if it is dangerous. They got him in Yakshibakin. I see. You look at Prim as she hears this and... You get the sense that she kind of knew mm. that this was a possibility. And it's a letdown for sure because it wasn't the only possibility. 
but this was definitely one of the things that she had considered and she says well that is a long way from here and preparations for what would be necessary would be difficult to execute whilst living in Stormhaven regardless so perhaps it is good to relocate at this time. They also knew about the key. Jenny came to try to take the key back again, so she's out here skulking around. Titan takes the key uh, back out of out of their updo mm-hmm. and presents it back to Prim, and it's like we didn't, um, we actually didn't end up needing it on on our end. I think when Titan does that, mm-hmm. uh, Joe takes the box and the instruction manual yeah. out of her fanny pack and kind of like hands it over. Totally. Slash, I want to read it. Slash, I feel totally. like, yeah. Prim, yeah. Prim nods and says, well, I, I suppose that is useful that we still have access to the key given that there may be need of it in time to come. And then she looks over at you and says, that is the... The material yeah, the that- box seemed useful. The instructions come in all kinds of languages. I guess maybe we take a look. <laughs> it is a very elegant box, yes. It's a sleek and uh, kind of understated, the, the box that it came in. And you open it up, and you, you finally take the time to look through uh, this, this object that you got in the Room of Records, and you see that it has some paperwork in, the, in this box, this kind of finely crafted teak box that uh, that the key came in velvet lined and you see that there's room for the key but also something circular that is also not in the box and it says classified included you will find instructions for instituting this prototype of the ursa corporation's local government security system included are one key of opening and a bracelet of tracking And take pride that the ultra-radiant static anodes in this product are fully sustainable. You hold the future of magical objects in your hands. And there is an insignia of the URSA Corporation, U-R-S-A, it's an acronym, uh, which, uh, everybody give me a a history check. Twelve. My history class has really paid off, y'all. Three. (laughs) Mine has not. 17. Nice. Okay. So... I paid attention to history class. The Ursa Corporation, and perhaps it's because coming from Pure, you are closer to the Federated Enterprises. You know that this is a corporation based in Melthor's stake that has been in the news a lot recently. Maybe you saw like a newspaper or something when you Mm. were on your travels up here from your homeland. And it's kind of an up-and-coming company and they're what they build are these things they're magical objects that use ultra radiant static anides which are proclaimed to be fully sustainable and you know like magic magical objects which power this continent making them manufacturing them takes a ton of resources and it's been really hard on the on the landscape, like the amount of mining and, and mm-hmm. energy that it takes to, to build these things is, you know, causing a lot of problems and reminds you of what 
Burl was talking about, mm. how how much the environmental destruction has affected the federated enterprises. And so these Ursas are supposed to stop that. And this looks like a prototype that was made a couple years ago before that company was really blowing up. Mm. And what you end up reading in the manual as you look closer is that there is a bracelet of tracking that looks to be missing from this box that functions like a locate object spell. So as soon as the key is used, then somebody wearing the bracelet of tracking has the effects of a locate object spell. And so for an hour, they know the the direction from where they are to the key of opening. Uh, The key is being called a security system because it allows local governments access anywhere they want because they can just get into doors. Mm. And they never really got a chance to use it because it was stolen almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Prim says, well, I suppose... Even though I was opposed to the whole mission of Erica and Popular going after this key, the one bright side is that they stopped the Delago government from instituting a surveillance program on the citizens of the city. Yes. So silver linings all around. Hurrah. Cool. So that's that is what you find out from that box. Do you want to look at the at the letter as well? Yeah, I think uh, if this feels like a good time, I'm like, well, I guess we, we are uh, examining our spoils. I guess I'll look at this letter. And this is the letter that you were interested in reading already mm-hmm. from, because it's the one that came from that I, the Honori House of Learning. Yeah. And I gave it to the Duke during the parade. You gave it to this the Duke. that letter. And the Duke left it in the Room of Records, or maybe Oramaya did. You take this letter out and you read it, and it says, To Duke to Largo, It is our pleasure to inform you that our research in Arboreus has proven fruitful. And you know that this is coming from an institution in Aegir. So they're talking about their research in Arboreus. Mm -hmm. We believe that your administration will soon be able to take advantage of our services. While we will wait for the benefit of your reply before providing more vivid details... Let us assure you that the nature of our research will help you continue your legacy as a deeply religious family. Indeed, you will find that spirituality has never been more practical and effective in affairs of state, civil services, and even on the battlefield. Should this interest you, we ask that you make contact with one of our tenured scholars. Perhaps you will find it convenient to make a trip to our research outpost at the Lake of Shifting Shores under the supervision of Rinmir of House Honori. Sincerely, Aramaeus Woolton. Titan reads, reads it out loud. Yeah. When they get to the name, mm-hmm. they definitely like pause for a second and then try to read the name as if they didn't pause for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know them? The person who wrote this letter? No, I don't know who wrote the letter. Do you know of them? The person who wrote the letter? No. I'm going to make a roll here for Prim. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to make a deception check, go for it. If if you'd like to try to deceive Prim, because you <gasps> are pretty sure that she will know if you are trying to deceive Do her. Do you want to deceive 26. <laughs> yes. Okay. She does not be the 26. No, I don't know who wrote the letter. Do you know anything else that you aren't saying? Because it seems like you might. Who is this Rin person in this letter? I know. <laughs> Inside check on that. Uh, um, yeah, so Weird. I think at this point, you you two can put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Rin is clearly Rinmir. And so Erica and the brooch now 
are connected to Rinmir for you. Oh, because, yeah, because we already knew. That's right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We already knew that the brooch was made by a Rin. Or, yeah, yeah, came to Erica through. through yeah, we just yeah. didn't know that Titan had the connection yeah. or I didn't. Okay. Do you know who Rinmir is? I asked Titan. Point blank. Yeah, I know some Renmirs. I don't know about, I don't know if this. Do you so know? Let me, let, me, let me ask you this, Titan. Uh-huh. Have you spoken to Prim at all about your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, probably Prim would know okay. the name too. I think Prim would probably know. Great. Okay, so then Prim knows exactly what is going on. Uh-huh. And is not going to out you in front of your friends, but is calmly observing and says, look, I, I think it is probably good to examine the the identity of this Rinmir person, but we do have pressing things to do right now. Would you like to, to talk about it now, or...? Do we need to leave immediately? Well, I, Malaya and I w- were able to locate her family and tell everybody on the gates what was going on. There are a few people who want to stand, and I am crossing my fingers that they don't actually fight, but they will let it be known to the Koros that they are displeased by the Koros' entry. But most people are going home. But Malaya and her family connected with your father. Mm-hmm. Because when Eto realized that Goran was here, an old friend of his, he wanted him to come home. And so it seems like they might be making some kind of arrangement for the near future for Malaya and her family to stay in your house. Oh, to come home. Sorry, when you, what did you mean when you said to come home? To your house. Oh, oh okay. Yes, because it, they, mm-hmm. they live in another town. Sure, and they want to stay here in Stormhaven while the well, quarrels... Well, Malaya let me know. I, you all seem to know more than I did. You see, the Resistance has a policy of keeping the true identities of the various heads of factions somewhat uh, obscured. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't realize that Malaya, in fact, was part of... Oh, my uh, God. Yes. That when I sent that message that you went to Malaya, I said... Right. I just didn't put two and two together and, right. until yes. she told it's me. It's safer that way, you know. Exactly. Yes, of course. So Malaya, since it looks like I will be leaving town, Malaya may end up taking over the resistance here and since this house is no longer a safe house if it's all right with you your father seems interested that she make use of his house as the new center of operations for the resistance against the koros Mm. sure i mean she'll have to clean it up a bit but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) there was something in her eyes that seemed delighted at that prospect in fact yeah we, i mean we it's a nice house we go way back she's been to the house before i mean we used to play she used to come over all the time right but perhaps you would like to go and see them of course well yeah whatever, and i'd like to say goodbye to my happens. father if he's exactly. still there too before all right I, I personally will stay here uh and she she looks and, and says ah yama it, it is good to see you again thank you once again for alerting us of all of the the happenings and Yama says, "Oh, good, good to see you as as well, Miss Prim." And with that, is Prim leaving tonight? Prim says, "No, I I do not think that I will leave tonight. I have various ways of exiting the city. Suffice it to say that I am not afraid of for my own safety. I would like to make sure that we accomplish everything. But there are people that are getting ready to leave the city as well. So I'm going to help as many of them." prepare to leave along the roads to the north. 
I had considered the possibility of going that way myself, but now that you give me this information about where popular is, I think that my destination is probably to the east. So no, I I will not be leaving tonight, Mm. but it seems that your father is, Joe. So if you would like to go and see him before before he boards the ship, I I think that that sounds like a, a good idea. Yeah, let's let's go. Great, yeah. Yeah. All right. Titan takes like one last spin around, like as they're like descending the stairs, like they go down to like that, like the main ballroom that descent that like that has the giant vaulted ceilings that don't make sense mm-hmm. geographically if you look look at the house from the outside. And like knows that this is probably the last time that they'll see this place. Certainly, certainly the last time they'll see it like this. The building might still be there, but it's not going to be the proper house after mm. they um, after they leave. Prim stops you as the other two are stepping kind of into the the entryway, mm-hmm. um, the the atrium, and while you're still in in the the staircase going down into the grand hall, and Prim says, "Titan, could, yes, I, could I have a moment?" Of course. So, why are you hiding from your friends? Hiding from them? I'm never hiding. Uh, does I do like a twirl at the top of the the steps? Uh, that's very ostentatious. <laughs> Titan. Mm-hmm. Titan. I don't know what to say. To your friends? Yeah, I just don't. Honestly, I'm not ready for the questions because I don't have any answers. You don't need to answer for your family. Are you afraid that that's what they will ask you to do? I have so many questions for that man. And now knowing that he's involved potentially in things that are bad for not just me, my family, my mother, but bad potentially for the entire realm, I don't know where to put that, Prem. I already had, I was full up with him when I came here, you know that. And now learning this on top of it, I don't know where to put it. So, we're gonna deal with it later. Do you trust your friends? Of course. Do you think that it will be easier to handle by yourself or with them? They don't need that burden. So you're doing it out of generosity. You're procrastinating something until later hiding behind your appearance of never hiding anything. And they clearly are distraught because they can tell that you're not telling them something. Is that kind? Titan, it's rare that like Titan gets like a this kind of straight ass talk about like, hey, you're fucking up. So Titan knows that what they've done will hold up in a court of law, but they know that they front him. Mm-hmm. So Titan just nods. I know, I know. Uh, and says, there's a few things that I probably should tell them about. And says, oh, uh, by the way, I don't know if, I know you're heading out. Do you need a, a little coin to help set you up wherever you're going next? She smiles and says, well, you know, the house has done a fairly good 
business over the last few years. I wouldn't say that I need any coin. Why? Titan pulls out the bag of a thousand gold pieces. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Titan. What bank did you rob? I, I did, know. Wait, did, you didn't go into the room of resources while you were in the... No, I wanted to so bad, but I didn't. <sighs> what a shame. <laughs> rob the Delagos before they leave town. I mean, you got the key now, and (laughs) most of the guards are outside looking for us, so this might be a good time. I must keep my priorities straight. Mm -hmm. Daphne and Carl had this on them. They were supposed to do a job. My fingers found their way into this pouch. I didn't know it was going to be this much, but once it was in my hand, I was like, well, I kind of have to take it now. It would be harder (laughs) to put it back, but I'm not sure I'm going to do any good with it. All right. I can tell you that the resistance can certainly make use of coin. There's a question that I was hoping to ask you sometime as we got to your one-year anniversary of being as part of my house, but alas, we didn't quite reach that date. Would you like to formally join the resistance? Wow. Titan came to Stormhaven to find Prim and to find themselves, but like truly in this moment, like has never thought about like joining the officially the resistance, joining Mm. like joining a cause that's Mm -hmm. bigger than themselves. And then they're they're thinking about all of the things they've done the past what is it, five days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um and how much of that the things that they've done have been things that weren't immediately going to benefit Titan, but just felt like the things to do about caring about things that weren't just about their own survival and about the things they need. And kind of in their shock, shocking themselves, all of that processing happens in like a split second. And as soon as Prim asks, Titan just says, yes. Prim nods and a, a small smile creeps across her face and says, You know, there was something that you said when we were speaking earlier about how this city and this house have been special for you and how you seem to have a desire of creating another space if this one can no longer exist in the way that it has. I joined the resistance for much the same reasons, driven to it after I lost popular. And while the resistance has many people who are take part for a multitude of reasons, for me, it is driven out of a larger dream. A dream that there isn't just one city or one house in one city that is a place of refuge and a haven, but that we can create a society even if it isn't the entire world, but a society that is a haven, that people like us can exist freely and openly and seek joy. And I think that it will not be easy or fast, and and you will not find that place immediately. But through the resistance, you might be able to strive towards that in the long term. And I would be honored to have you alongside me in that fight. Titan doesn't cry, 
because they can't roll below a 19 on a deception check. Mm -hmm. But like they feel like a stirring of purpose that they have not truly ever felt before. But they reply to Prim, Prim's proper house, Titan's titular townhouse, <laughs> Titan's tight pout. No, I'm gonna need to workshop the name, but. You've always been good at names. I have no fear <laughs> about that. And she takes off the signet ring on her finger that has the symbol that you saw her stamp the letter with that went to Malaya. Uh, that has the symbol, and she says, now I don't know if you want a tattoo, some of the girls like them, but I've always liked having a piece of hardware. And she hands it to you and says, wear this, and when you need to, you can show it to the right people, and they will know that you are fighting the good fight. Titan takes the ring, um, threads it onto a lock of their hair, mm. And ties it in, and now it just it looks like a sparkling of gold because, mm. like, the fist is inward, so it just like there's just mm -hmm. like a gold band, yeah, surrounding one of their the locks of their hair, yeah. And you walk down the stairs and meet with Yama and Thula and Jasu and Joe, uh, right in the doorway, and you see a, a flash, and at that moment, you all hear... Oh, if, it's, if it's fucking Greece again. <laughs> Honestly. And a crack of thunder outside as the storm has rolled in mm. across the mountains and the sound of driving rain. And Yama says, Oh, damn it. I uh, was hoping we would beat the rain as we were going to walk outside, but uh, I guess we got to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> and... That is where we will leave our session. Ooh. Wow. That's a good one. Well, shall we talk about some dirty crits? Oh, yeah. Dirty crits. Well, well, well. What have we here? Santa Claus, mm. huh? Oh, I'm really scared. So you're <laughs> one everyone's talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You said, well, well, well. It's, uh, and so then they went into a full nightmare before Christmas no. moment. Oh. Yeah, got you, yep. got you. Yep. Every time someone says, well, 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 that is the song that immediately plays in I my joking. head. You're joking. You're joking. Okay. I've never seen that movie. You're joking me. Overrated. You gotta be. Wow. Hot take. <laughs> I feel so many people talk about that movie. I, awesome. I watch it every um, Halloween. Mm. I've seen it, but I don't remember. Well, I'll sing the whole <laughs> the of very big, The Perfect. first song, the establishment of the yeah. ordinary this world, is, is incredible. Mm -hmm. Downhill from there. Mm, wrong, wrong. Everyone write <laughs> in the comments. Here's get the in the comments. This is the I get in the comments. <laughs> I think that that is an inarguable point. I think that it's that it does not get better okay. than the beginning. All right. That's mm. true. The, I do remember that I first song. I agree, <laughs> but it is still an opinion. Sure. Uh, so did crit happen in this episode? I feel like it started with Jenny and Tom uh, and uh, Titan. Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. was like the first moment where I was like, "This yeah. will be dirty crit to discuss." <laughs> yeah. What's dirty about it? I feel like Titan. It didn't play out like I thought. It thought like... though, okay. yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like it. It kind of removed itself from the list for me a, a bit. Yeah. Oh, because it was like super threatening and. Well, yeah, because Titan didn't kill Jenny. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. I, like, thought, I thought Titan didn't walk up and to, like. Yeah. Yeah, kick Ginny while she was already like flat on her face. And so gotcha. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Titan was thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Titan was thinking about it. Yeah. 
What what changed Titan's mind? I don't know. It's like mm. honestly, because like for me, Joshua as the player mm. was like, I think Titan might just kill this person because they're so mad. Mm. But it's like the first move was out of rage. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just like I'm so mad, yeah. and like and then Jenny didn't die, mm-hmm. um, and then Jenny went down and was like looked like. Uh, a mess but was still like trying to come for us even though she was like yeah super down Mm -hmm. and i'm like i was just looking at her and was just like i'm not gonna kill you this is pathetic Mm. you uh, like you need help you need help like and i'm not gonna help you but i'm also not gonna kill you yeah like let's hope that i never see you again and if we do see each other again you better say something nice to me. Sure, <laughs> sure, totally. Yeah, I think that Joe's reaction of just like hugging Titan after that was because truly Joe thought Titan was gonna kill Jenny and that would have been like too much. Mm. It would have like, I don't know what Joe would have done if Titan would have like been taking action to like actually mm. kill Jenny. Mm. And so I feel like I w- Joe's thinking about that. Um, and so then when that didn't happen, there was like, relief Mm. yeah what do you think you would have done if titan had i think that i would have put myself in the situation in some way like not like oh i would have attacked titan but like i think that i would have inserted myself just Mm -hmm. kind of like josu stepping Mm -hmm. like physics like being a physical barrier like something like that would have happened yeah um be that with words or like physical action Mm mm-hmm it's a 10 minute concentration spell. I could just been dropping 3D10 of damage all oh, over the place. God. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. But it was nice to be able to use it as flavor in the, in intimidating her. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I, like, we're out lightning. of rounds. So, like, every six <laughs> seconds, I can just drop lightning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, obviously, the end, I think, like, the, the, uh, with Titan and Prim was definitely like, Great. I feel like your character grew in that second, in those mm. like few moments with mm, the, mm, mm, talking with mm, your mm. mentor. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, and some of it was like getting, being able to like be mad at like, like mm. the initial like, just like I'm gonna throw lightning at you because I'm like, and you also did, you know, you've done bad things to me mm. and my friends, and I am hurt. But like being able to get just the mad part of it out was actually super useful because mm-hmm. it's like I did something that was like maybe not great but also like I like I was furious and like bottling up that fury might have been a problem for later mm. but and also the fact that we won the fact yeah. that like we yeah. like that like she didn't get away and we got like that got to get closure in a, in a way or at mm-hmm. least for now mm-hmm. like made me just like less mad yeah <laughs> and in a space of being able to like hear and listen later mm. on but also like you're like titan chose in that moment like i'm choosing to see you with the kindness of oh y- you need help which is mm-hmm. a big thing to do mm-hmm yeah, well, I mean, like the world just changed. It's like the the re- I came here for like a place that was like for for freedom and understanding and to find things. And it's like, oh, that is over. We mm-hmm. need to start building that some uh, uh, again, mm-hmm. and like starting to build that starts in this moment by me not killing you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's not what Prim would have done, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, and like from talk about how like, you know, what biggest regret was like that Erica left, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, wasn't able to provide this safe place, a place for everybody. And like, that's where I, that's yeah. why I came here. And so it's like, you, everyone, even you, you piece of shit, Jenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to confess something. I don't know what, like, I feel like Prim has that exact same moment coming up with Erica that you had with Ginny of like, you are lying in Prim's proper house Mm -hmm. in bed, like recovering from being close to death. Mm. So much bad blood between them. And what choice is Prim going to make? And like part of it is that they're leaving anyway. So it's, Mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit easier to be like, okay, I'm going to go do my thing and just like wash my hands of you. But like, is there room for them to have some kind of, you know, understanding. understanding again? Or will that happen off screen? Or will they just leave things cold and, and part ways? I mean, I think it's hard for that one because it's like also where Erica, because like it takes two to do repair. And like I can see in that dynamic Prim being more ready to do repair work if given the opportunity, mm. then Erica is. So I'd be curious what the fuck Erica yeah. is going to do. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I, I think that we won't have this on camera anymore. Like, we, I doubt that we're going to have, we're, we're going to witness this. So I'll just say, Erica's ambition mm. doesn't really exist anymore without that brooch. Huh. Like, so much of what she was doing recently and the power complex that she had coming back to town revolved around that brooch because when she went off to live with her family it's not like she was full of spite for prim and wanted to like go take prim down you know like that all started later when she had this patron because she was running on warlock stats Mm -hmm. uh just i see (laughs) just (laughs) insight into how she was built and so like that patron and and the kind of like hatred that she and the spirit had for each other was and that friction was what was creating her desire to take prim down yeah. and so now i don't know that she does but i think she's still kind of broken and proud and so like i i don't know that she wants to make up with prim but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. vulnerability opens up space though Hopefully, yeah. 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 It's like hopefully everybody can realize who like the actual problem yes. is. You know, mm-hmm. that it's like, yes, we have beef and it's like, but people are using our like personal beef to like are exploiting that for their larger, more nefarious goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then the stuff with Tula, with Thula. And uh, that felt like it got pretty. Yeah, immediate. I said immediately no. I said immediately no. Immediately no. Immediately? Well, I think that like just Sue, I mean, as much as she's like opened up more recently about like how hard it's been to some extent and like she still wants and needs Suleon Mm -hmm. to like be her God and to not have forsaken her. Mm. And like as much as she started to recognize that like her power is no longer directly coming from Suleon. Mm. I think that it's a big thing for her. And so because of that, I think she's she probably got way more defensive in that conversation than she would have if she had not died. You know what I mean? Like she's mm-hmm. just like, okay, there can be other prophets. There can be other things. Like the idea is like we can all work together. But at this moment, she needs, I don't think she has the emotional capacity for that to be true. I think that she is 
very being very defensive and protective of her own belief because she herself is questioning that belief. Yeah. And so if there's another prophet, it's kind of like <laughs> right. And to see, I feel like that was the first time we saw Jasu talk to someone who has firm religious beliefs that are not Sulian versus talking to um, the Duke's oh, yeah. cousin. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like we have met people who have a religion, but it's not really one they buy into. Yeah. And so, well, and yeah. I, I mean, I think like the, what's what's the country bay's name? Um, Burl. Burl. Like on the boat, right? Like we had a good conversation mm-hmm. about like things. And I think that she was able to be open, but like only open to an extent because she she still firmly believes in what she believes and she wants she wants people to like understand her belief and mm-hmm. hopefully even join in and follow and like bring the light to them and blah 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 but i think now it's gotten to a point where she's like and i think this is true with a lot of religious people as soon as someone starts preaching to me i'm immediately like is this because you don't believe it yourself like why do you feel like you need to <laughs> mm-hmm. preach it to me mm-hmm. i think that like people who are secure in their belief system don't need to preach as yeah. like i think that they just believe what they believe and can appreciate that someone believes something different sure yeah and i guess how do you all feel about that the activity that she was describing like the fact that there's a dragon up there and mm. that it's like where the coros were hanging out and yeah. um well then joe your experience with the dragon to begin with so crazy yeah and then the brooch stuff yeah 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 i don't really know i mean i think that like all through me because mm-hmm. i like wasn't i mean i'm not that i'm really expecting anything in these games but i think like i just was struggling with that especially at first um I'm struggling in what way struggling with getting on board with the role play of it mm. uh and then especially when the dragon came out it was like i don't know mm. what joe would do i don't know what kind of like mm-hmm. this is probably the first time that joe has ever seen something like this but it's like mm-hmm. she's a magic user though and her dad does do some crazy stuff in a shop so i just like personally kylie was like it was still oh, a good sure. time but like i just like was struggling sure like working through yeah. it as a player no i get yeah. that yeah i feel like that's like a a, a common thing I, and i think about this a lot specifically with tor and joshua because they're both actors and performers mm. like as their profession um but i think it's difficult when you're in like a role play situation and you are immediately asked to react to something mm. and you're like I, I don't know what my character would do and it's yeah. not because your character is necessarily overwhelmed in the moment like mm. maybe your character is as well but it's just like how when i myself am overwhelmed do i decide what my character who is probably overwhelmed would do for sure and, like you totally get in your head and it's like mm. make a choice kylie like that's what i was mm-hmm. telling myself <laughs> which is like not i mean helpful but sure. like not helpful too because i just got like frozen with it mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i don't know yeah because i'm because I, but i do think that like freezing is mm. something that could happen and i think that sure. there there is this idea that like especially because we were you know we were in initiative at that point mm-hmm. that it's like oh now i have to optimize these 6 seconds of initiative to be able to do mm-hmm. something totally when, like especially because it was like kind of in between role play and like mm. battle stuff that it's like Oh no, you can do nothing. Yeah. Like even in mm. battle at some point, like you can like mm. it's like, yeah. no, I'm too freaked out. Cause I know D, you've done this in some in like I think in one of our other games. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is a really fun thing to do, especially if you've got a game master who's like not gonna, you know, punish you <laughs> for for not And like the way that the rules are written, ability checks are 
generally actions. Like if you right. want to do one of your thing, like, and so I had you do a persuasion check because you did, you like told me what your intention was. Sure. And that's great because mm -hmm. that actually was the solution to make it as good as possible. Like if you had done anything else, well, no, like I think there's, there's two things you could have done. You could have done a tactile thing, like go and open the window to help it get out. Sure. Or what you did was like, tell it that you don't mean it harm mm -hmm. either one of those things are like the only things that are otherwise it was gonna fucking go ballistic and like yeah do harmful things and so instead it was just like it tried to leave you know and like mm -hmm. it was inherently harmful because it's a wind dragon totally <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah so i was like truly when we were reading off our roles i mm -hmm. was like damn it i don't want to go first. <laughs> it was just like yeah. fuck i'm actually not interested yeah. in yeah. going first yeah. Yeah. um and like knowing that yeah as soon as it's like oh we're in initiative it just felt like oh i'm supposed to do an action mm. that is like I'm creative and coherent. Yeah, and, and yeah, and because initiative is so tied to combat. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we're I'm doing a combat thing because it would feel silly for me to just talk on my like on my turn, which like mm -hmm. I get how that's not always a silly choice though, especially because sure. everything we just said. That was just how I was feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. the moment of it all though. I think some but, of the best turns I've seen in like D, like a D&D &D generally are ones that don't do combat during combat rounds. Mm. It's just, you can get real creative. And I think that that sure. stuff is so fascinating and so fun. And like your choice today, right? It's like now we weren't all mercs. How nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that yeah. like there's, because of the way that it, you're the way you just said it, right? Like initiative is structured of like, oh, now we're going into combat. There's like a pull to it, and even in my in my fem game, like the game I run, I, like a mm. DM or whatever, yeah. we don't really have fights. But the moment I ask people to roll initiative, just so we have a more orderly way of doing whatever we're about to do, right. yeah. people tend to feel obligated to fight, and so it's always a reminder of like, not a choice you have to make right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good reminder. And like. That moment, I'm curious how it'll end up coming out in the edit because I feel like, like you're saying, there was already some, we were kind of like taking some extra time during the role play before initiative. And then after initiative got rolled, we had some clarifying conversation that we had to have, like basically you and me, but also with the other players at the table. And I can't wait to listen back to it and figure out if there's ways that I could have helped facilitate that like in the moment because I think it, it wasn't until later, I think, that I realized, like, just to remind everybody that this is extraordinary. We're, we're I found that very helpful. We're mm. experienced, like, in this world, we don't normally see this shit. Like, this well, is yeah. cray cray. And I think that would be really helpful just, uh, like, and it's a note that I took for myself, too, mm. for DMing, but just generally for, like, this game in particular, because all of us have powers and and to your right. what you said earlier, Joe, right? Like Joe, his dad did a whole bunch yeah. of experiments. I'm a prophet. So I kind of expect myself to have sure. some special abilities. And I'm sure like Joe and Titan now have some sort of expectation about their own, even if they don't always understand necessarily where exactly it comes from. Right. Um, and then putting that in a magical world where we're that we're that us as players even though us as characters already know about us as players are still learning about mm -hmm. it's like oh well maybe it is normal for there to be dragons in the sky yeah. i don't know <laughs> right. um yeah so i thought that was really helpful as yeah. a, like a note yeah yeah because i think it can if like i what i was going through in that moment once initiative is started i was like 
oh god is kylie just not having fun now and like mm. is kylie just like d- does d- does kylie think that i i made a bad game Aww. you know yeah no definitely um, not and well yeah. and I'm, and i guess i'm saying that out loud because mm-hmm. i think that it's my own insecurities you know mm-hmm. it's like it's not that i had that conscious thought it's mm-hmm. it's more that it was just like oh god i made a bad encounter or something mm-hmm. you know and so like trying to figure out the best way to have those conversations so that you don't feel like you're on the spot and i mean i i guess like i don't think it's bad that i felt like i was on the spot mm. okay yeah yeah like yeah i felt that way but i don't think that's yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's just like how I feel sometimes playing D&D when I have to go first mm-hmm. because of just feeling new, insecure, forgetful of what I can even do as a player, like what features and spells and things. So just like that's just like my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. If it's helpful, which it may not be. Uh, everything that Tours does is a prompt, right? And we're we're telling a story. And so we we as as individuals, and this was a big thing for me to learn as a player, mm. which was just that like, I'm telling the story too. Sure. Um, it's not that Tor is telling the story and I'm interacting with the story that Tor is telling and like he's telling me whether or not I'm winning the story. Mm. Um, it's it's <laughs> truly like I, I am also telling the story mm. and I'm telling the story from my perspective and my perspective has been is the, the character I've created and so yeah. like in that moment Tor could say like someone's coming to pummel me um, and that is a prompt and I then get to decide what my character from my perspective thinks about that and how they would react and maybe they wouldn't fight back um, and that would be a perfectly fine character choice to make because like it's my story too. Sure. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah, I feel like we talked through it in the way that I, like if somebody was to ask me for thoughts on advice, like how do you deal with that situation? It's just like, well, take your time. First of all, you don't have mm-hmm. to Definitely don't rush the player to make a decision because I think DMs can, like, I, I remember kind of feeling like I was, like, that was the task of the DM to, like, keep the game moving. Don't let it slow down. Like, you have to make sure that the characters are moving. And even, like, old school DM techniques of, like, well, you only have six seconds. So, like, mm-hmm. make your decision. Six, mm-hmm. five, yeah, four. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, okay, that might be fun for some people mm-hmm. once they really understand the context of the game and everything but like if somebody needs to take a minute mm-hmm. talk yeah. it out figure what the fuck yeah. is going on yeah. Yeah. yeah and even in certain situations it's like all right guys you are rushing through a thing we're going to do a timed sure. battle situation yeah. sure. here mm-hmm. and yeah. but like everyone knowing that that and that like right. so, oh no that's the game that we're playing right now yeah okay let's do that and checking in with the players and yeah. like hey because mm-hmm. like i definitely have friends who wouldn't be interested in that because it would feel like a time test i, I can hear mm-hmm. my friend saying saying to me that would feel like a time test um <laughs> right so like but sometimes i think you're right like i find like i could find that enjoyable if i know that i'm going into it mm-hmm. and that's the game yeah, yeah i think that's right for sure yeah yeah what else what uh, anything else happened this episode we want to talk about I do want to say I thought it was a really beautiful moment for Prim to be like, no, you're not telling the truth. That's not Mm -hmm. what's happening because Titan was so animate about it. And I think it's like, I don't know the how that relationship will go or that conversation will go between Titan and Jasu. But I think it will also be really fascinating to see how like Jasu and Joe talk about it because I don't know Mm -hmm. that Joe has seen it yet. And for them- for just you to be like 
I don't think that they're telling us everything. Yeah, I think that that would be fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah. To be yeah. continued. Yeah. Definitely. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there until next time. Plugs anybody? I'm going to plug our stickers. Please come ah! and uh, to our table at Gamehole Con. Uh, is this coming out after Gamehole Con? This is coming out after Gamehole Con. Well, I hope you came to our table at Gamehole Con. <laughs> we hope that you got stickers at Gamehole Con. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, we have some stickers and they're pretty rad. Amazing. Anything you want to plug? Oh boy, you know, I am gonna plug fall. The leaves <laughs> are changing, the air <laughs> is lesson. crisp. Did I? I don't know. No. Well, I'm plugging it now. <laughs> uh, fall's gonna double plug uh, for the two L's in the word fall. Yeah, it's this, you know, the season's changing. If you're living in a place that has seasons, unless, you know, you're like in like Miami or something like California. that, uh, or California, just enjoying the recognition the feeling of like oh i'm on this little blue dot that's spinning around and the, the way that it's spinning has an effect on the way that my life happens and so yeah fall i was gonna plug fall so i'm just gonna plug Ooh. endorsing joshua's plug that's Yay! all that's it yeah. <laughs> this, i do believe that this is coming out october 25th so very close to halloween nice is when this is coming up um happy halloween yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> and I am going to plug our live appearances in New York City. Woo! We uh, yeah. are currently planning on being at the Brooklyn Strategist, Sip and Play, and Geek Forest. And because it is going to be close to Halloween, I suspect that there will be some costuming going on when we are at oh, those no. locations. Uh, oh, God. I'm oh, not signing up for that. I'm not getting that. Uh, <laughs> I might wear my... Doctor Strange costume. Oh, oh yes. that's why he's plugging it. That. I want to wear it. He already has his costume ready. <laughs> that's, uh, why he's, that's why he's plugging yeah. it. <laughs> and for the details, you should come to the socials at When Crit Happens on Instagram, or you could send us an email and ask us, send when are you going to be at these awesome game shops? Send us an email, Karen. To whencrithappens at gmail.com. And if you haven't heard enough of us already, head on over to our Patreon for more. Do that's patreon.com slash whencrithappens. <laughs> Great on everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening. 